forgotten storms of the Atlantic. Hi, I'm Tom DiLiberto, the host of the Forgotten Storms of the Atlantic, and I've been catching up with all those tropical storms and hurricanes that we've lost touch with over the years to see just how they're doing and what they've been up to since their time in the tropical spotlight. I'm super excited to have our guest today be Hurricane Bertha. I'm sure you're wondering which Hurricane Bertha. I'm talking about the Hurricane Bertha from the first half of August of 2014, formed August 1st, stopped being called anything on August 16th, 2014. Bertha, how have you been? It's been too long. Ah, ah, Tom, it's good to see your face again. I mean, man, do you have some pearly whites? I've been using Crest whitening strips. Thank you so much for noticing that. I'm just saying, I bet you're you're recording on this big old machine right here. I don't think that the, the people listening in this machine are thinking, man, I wonder what that guy looks like, but they should know. Thank you, Bertha. You, you look amazing. So for folks listening, Hurricane Bertha, I mean, I'll be honest, Bertha, the cool thing about you as a storm was when we saw you on a satellite picture, you didn't look all that great, but man, you still kept going. You had those wind speeds and that's 2014, right? That's six years ago. Obviously, it's a long time ago, but I have to say, Bertha, you look great. Thanks, thanks, thanks. That's so nice. You know what my secret is? You want to know my secret? What is your secret? I shotgun a beer right before I talk to anybody. And I just I just downed a Pabst Blue Ribbon. A PBR. Right a PBR. Is that is that the fancy way of calling it? You think you're good or something? You're like, I have a nickname for it. No, I'm reading the Pabst Blue Ribbon. I cut a piece of it off with my key and I shoved that down. And I swear it gives me a glossy eye that the ladies love. <laughs> I must say, Bertha, you're wearing like the coolest pair of overalls I've ever seen, by the way. Did you add in all that like sort of like flair yourself? Like, I feel like there's like six different can openers available on your overalls right now. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, fun fact. Did you know that almost every truck stop from here to Maine has a box of free stuff that you just pick up? If people don't need it, they put it in this box. And if they, and if you have something you don't need, you put it in this box. And you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Tom? People leave the stuff that's just wonderful. Wonderful. Anyway, I, I like to think of it as a story, as a piece of their story. So I just, anytime I stop, I pick up what's in the box and I put it on my back. That's beautiful. So like you're making their story into view, into your story. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I like to think. Wow. Uh, listeners, just for full disclosure, I was in uh, a Waffle House. It was late. Whoa! I Sorry. know. I, anytime someone says Waffle House, I just go. <laughs> right. I was not even searching. Usually, like, I'm pretty good at searching for all, all these forgotten stories. But, like, Bertha and I was serendipitous. They were, they were packed. And they put me and Bertha at the same table. And I was like, wait a second. Are you Hurricane Bertha from 2014? And what'd you say to me then? I said, damn right I am. Damn right I'm Hurricane Bertha from 2014. I hadn't had anyone recognize me, you know, for madam in freaking years. And this guy comes in here making me feel like I'm Shirley Temple or something, you know? <laughs> Bertha, you think I could forget about you? This is why I'm doing the podcast to remind people how amazing you were. She said that. And then she literally shotgunned a beer at the Waffle House. 
house table. And I was like, oh my God, are they going to kick us out? But it seemed like everybody was just like, hell yeah. And they were super excited about it. So yeah, we caught up, we talked for hours. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what, Bertha, I need you on this podcast. I want to find out what you've been doing since 2014. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So where are you? Where are you living nowadays? What are you up to? <laughs> where am I living? Yeah. Where am I not living? You know where I'm living? If you were to pinpoint it on the bat map, if you were to take up that map, that behind you, just mm-hmm. pick up that map on the wall. Okay. And you look up best life, best life, B-E-S-T-L-I-F-E. That is right where I'm living. I'm living right in my best life. And you know where that is on the map? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm living wherever I want. I'm not tied down by no man. I'm not tied down by my kids. I'm just out living that free life. I have no set path. My path is everywhere. Have you always been like that? Or do you think maybe it's a it's something that you learn to enjoy more of after your experience as a hurricane in the Atlantic Ocean? Oh, mm. well, you know what? I, I do. I went through hell. You know, I went through hell for what? Days and days and days. days. I looked terrible. Days. No one believed in me. Everyone thought I was just some wreckly cluster of freaking storms. But I made my way up. And I, you know what? I proved I was worth more than everyone was bargained for. And you know what happens with that? You hit the top of the world, and you know what you realize once you're there? What? It ain't that great. And I had to find something that I thought would really fill me. You know, I my eye was big and empty, big and empty, and I needed to fill it up. And I went on a search, and I'm still in that search because I don't think that search ever ends. That's beautiful. I, I feel like I should apologize because... I mean, it was a general thought among the meteorological community at the time that, yeah, we you didn't look like all the other hurricanes that we're used to seeing or tropical storms. Well, right? isn't that a damn good thing? Why is it that everyone in this world shuns anything for being different? It's like, oh, this person's different. Let me put them in a box. Well, you know where I'm not now? I'm not in a box unless it's on a truck stop from here to Maine because that's where that box where I get all my overalls. But I'm not in a box. You're on that best life highway. Going between that's what I'm talking about Tom. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I like you. And I liked I liked running into you eating those pecan waffles. They were good, weren't they? So I'm always curious about this because to be named not many storms become hurricanes. You became an actual hurricane. You reached the top. And I'm just wondering, like, after you stalled out in the North Sea and we stopped talking about you and you realized that no one was talking about you anymore, like how'd that feel? That kind of like light a fire underneath you to help fill fill your life and try to find your best life? You know what? You know what that taught me? That taught me that happiness is fleeting. I might have felt like I was on top of the world for just those few days. It taught me that it was there and it can be gone just as fast as a 69 mile an hour hurricane. I said that just because I wanted to fit 69 in there. Did you get that? I I got that. I think we all got that, Bertha. (laughs) Anyway, it's fleeting. All right. So I decided I would spend the rest of my GD life chasing happiness again, you know? Because the thing is, is it's going to go. So if you find it and it leaves and you just think it's never going to be there again, then what are you going to do? You're just going to be sad all the time. Just going to be deep, dark, in a dark hole. But when you are constantly chasing different forms of happiness and different inspirations all over the damn country and world, it's endless possibility. Because on that Best Life Highway, you can find it. And you know what no one out there cares about? 
when you just on the road, no one cares what you look like. No one says, oh, she's got a bunch of thunderstorms hanging around her that are just getting all disheveled and fizzing out. No one says that about me anymore. You know what they say? What? They say, they say that's, that's a hurricane that's got its act together. That's a hurricane that knows what happiness is. Yeah, live, laugh, love. Live, no, laugh. eat, pray, love. I read that. You read, read that? that book. You read that I read book? Eat, pray, love. You read that book? Oh man, I just, I just ate that up like I was Elizabeth Gilbert <laughs> in Italy. I just ate it all up. I, I, she spoke to me, man. She had it bad, and then she went out and she found her good. Did you see the movie too? Did you like the movie? The movie was trash. The movie was trash. Did you see it? It was Julia okay. Roberts. Julia Roberts was in it. You think she'd be great? Maybe she found what her pure pure happiness was, and that's just doing movies to get that check. You know, the books are obviously better than any movies. We all know that. What interests me a little bit now is what have been some of your happiest moments since being a hurricane? You're trying to gather all that happiness, but I'm curious. Maybe you could say a couple from times of traveling inside the United States, but I'm also curious about, you said the world, and where have you been? I, you know where I made my way down? I made my way to Machu Picchu. Freaking beautiful. Freaking gorgeous. I got there in the morning before everyone comes, and it was just me, and I look up, and the sun is rising, and I thought, man, that sun kind of looks like crap. I'll be I'm just gonna throw it out there. The sun's kind of overrated. The sky's way better. Everyone thinks it's the sun. It's the sky. It's the refractions of everything in the sky. Am I right? You're the meteorologist here, but I'm just gonna say it. It's the interpretation of the sun that's beautiful, not the exact sun. My clouds make that sun beautiful. Guess what? You're not supposed to look at the sun when you look at the sky, right? So when we're talking about how beautiful the sky is, obviously you're talking about the beautiful clouds, not the sun. You're not even supposed to look at the sun. You can't even look at the sun. I'm with you 100%. Oh my God, thank you. God, it's like everyone's always like oh my god the sun's so beautiful the moon's so beautiful what about freaking storm systems well you know what i don't care i'm letting go i don't need anyone to say that about me anymore i don't need your approval i'm beautiful from within anyway i was on machu picchu and i was looking out and i was like this world's a gd beautiful place i've been there and in the united states is there a truck stop you really liked or is there a place somewhere maybe people would want to go or experience like the good life highway sorry i apologize the best life highway the way that hurricane bertha or do you want to go by bertha now do you not even want to be call you hurricane i should have asked that in the beginning well shit you know what no one ever's as nice as that to think about what what is that actually want to be called you know what i think i'll just take bertha i don't need a label i don't need a label hurricane a reminder of what i once was i'm just bertha at the end of the day that's all we are our higher selves all the labels of this earth are gonna go one day all you everything that you have everything that you own it's gonna be gone and i'm not talking gone like in a box on a truck stop i'm talking gone dead gone all you can say about is who you were as a person and you know who i was i was bertha i was someone that people thought was gross i was someone no one thinks that i can shotgun up 12 pbrs in a row no one thinks i can do that but then they challenge me to it and I do. I'm not successful because I'm a hurricane. I'm successful because I have drive. You should write an advice column. You should be syndicated coast to coast. The fact that I'm not hearing these Bertha truth bombs everywhere, people need to hear this. Whoa, Bertha truth bomb. I like that. Do you think I could write a book like Elizabeth Gilbert did? If you do, I would buy it. I would buy it and I would tell my friends to buy it. If I was in a book club, I would start a book club for the express purpose of reading your book. You know what? I bet no one thinks I can write a book, but that's one more chance I can prove them wrong. I wouldn't even know how you hold a pen or type. I would be amazed at your thoughts and how you... 
Bertha, it's just, I was kind of down in the dumps before taking this call. I was kind of like a little bit melancholy. I was sleepwalking through life. I think I was. And I feel like now you've just reached through and smacked me in the face. Yeah. Woke me up. You need to go get your keys. You need to get in your car and you need to get on that best lap highway before that highway leaves you. You know, you got to get on it. You got to ride before it rides you. I don't want that. I want to be in control. You, you can. You can. People think, well, a hurricane. And we just follow wherever. I don't know how the earth works. It's kind of crazy to me. I'm just a part of it. I follow where, where it takes me, right? They think I have to follow this one path and that's all I am. But look at me. I'm out here taking photos. I freaking Machu Picchu. I'm taking, I'm 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 where overalls you know what there are no limits man there are no limits get out of that computer box you're looking at right now i mean i i respect it it's great that you're doing what you're doing but i'm just saying you don't have to and if you ever want to get out on the best lap highway you just join me i'll take you on a ride i never take anyone on a ride before but i'll take you on a ride uh listeners just so you know what i'm going to be doing after this is i'm going to take some time off i'm about to take a ride on the best life highway with my, with my best friend, Bertha, here. Bertha, I have to ask, as someone who is so well-traveled, as someone who knows who it is, who you know who you are, mm-hmm. what are you listening to on that Best Life Highway? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to some music? What's on that radio? Obviously, folklore. That's your that's your current jam, some Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Why are you looking at me like that? You don't like Taylor Swift? I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, because it's like she was taking stories that weren't necessarily her stories, and she was just sharing them with the world. You know, it's just like we're all one story. You know, this world, we're one collective story, and we're just different eyes seeing it. You know, like my eye, I only got one. You know, I got one eye. Y'all got two. And you have so many opportunities to see this world in a different place. Why not? Stop thinking about yourself. Think about the collective whole. The more that I think about it, do you see yourself a little bit in Taylor Swift in the struggle that Taylor Swift has gone through? Kinda. Do you relate? Is that a reason? Like, have yeah, you always- I mean, She got famous real fast and now no one trusts her. And, you know, she's gone through some things. And I know she's been through some stuff and people hate her for good reason. But a lot of people hated me for good reason. I, I was a nasty, nasty SOB, you know? I was nasty. But you know what? They didn't know deep down that I was just a sweetheart. Trying right. to freaking live, pray, love, meditate. All of those buzzwords that you read in those books. But my read a book, I, it wouldn't be clear. I you know when I take new new words like live laugh love what about like uh oh shit <laughs> hold on I'm gonna think of a good word real quick I'm gonna think of a word ah surge like surge like storm surge that's the live so surge eat pray wait surge we all pray and hover. I don't know. I don't know my words yet. I'm going to learn them though. That's what's so great about this world is I don't have the words now, but I will. I can respect that. When you're coming up with your own mantra, it takes a little while, 100%. And this, I don't want to change the topic too much. I think we've learned a lot. I've, again, so deeply inspired. One thing I was always curious about with you, Bertha, is that Bertha's got like the name Bertha for hurricanes has such a history. I mean, there's been a Bertha in the 1950s. There were Berthas every six years from 1980 to today. 
there was a Hurricane Bertha this year. Sorry, a Tropical Storm Bertha this year that made landfall in South Carolina. Do you yeah, ever pay sure. attention? Did you know that ahead of time? Did you ever like pay attention to like the next storm? Or are you just, you know, do you talk to other storms? Is there like a club? We're all one and the same. All we are is energy, just shown in different forms. I met the Bertha that landed this year. She was sweet. She is young. She's got a lot of growing to do. She's got, you know, she's just starting out her life. I think there's a lot of Berthas out there just because I think my soul is too big to be in one Bertha, if you know what I'm saying. Like my soul has manifested in multiple storm systems. And so, yeah, I have met these other people, these other youngins, these ones that came before me, but we're all the same. That higher self is, we're all one collective whole. Wow. That's beautiful. I know you said you were, you know, an, an SOB in a storm, but like in some nature, I mean, you're a hurricane. By definition, hurricanes are some of the strongest atmospheric things on the planet. You can't reach a tropical storm where a hurricane says without being somewhat bad. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of it, but not like anything that you could do. That's just how the atmosphere works sometimes. It creates these bad things. It's not that you're bad. It's you're part of the kind of climate. You're part of, as you say, we're all part of it, right? You're all part of everything else. It's not, I hope you don't take that too bad. I hope you've, you realize no, that no, it's not I'm a negative a, necessarily. What, no, I, what is bad and good, but some rules that you humans made up. I know I might be the biggest, baddest, but what does that even mean? That's subjective as hell. You know what I think is big and bad? Pecan waffles. No one walks around the world being like, damn, pecan waffles exist. Well, I do. I'm just saying. People need to look at things differently. Yeah, I was big and bad on top of the world, blah, blah, blah. But that means nothing. I'm just like you, Tom. You're just like me? I'm just like you at the end of the day. Ooh, 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 I reached hurricane status. No one cares on my deathbed about that. Ooh, it's an accomplishment. But it's not your only accomplishment. It's not my only accomplishment. It's just one part of who I am. I can understand that. I know you have a lot of traveling to do, I'm sure. I wanted to ask you one more thing mm. or a couple more things. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> I think, I'm thinking you think, listen, you just have this energy that just makes me want to keep talking to you. I'll be honest. First, I want to know what's a day in the life of Bertha. And the last thing I want to know, I want to, I want, you've been given such beautiful advice and all this other stuff. I want to know what's that one little piece of advice you could say at the very end. What's your mantra in life? All right. All right. Well, mm -hmm. first I wake up late because I, I hate late. mornings. I hate mm, mornings. I know a morning person. You're, you're a morning person? I'm not a morning person. I hate the morning too. I am a night owl. What's late? 10 a.m.? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll wake up at like 10 and then I'll decide if I want to actually get up, you know? And I'm going to let the world go on and get busy and run, 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 run. And right when they all kind of get to work or whatever they are doing, wasting their lives, uh, once they're there, then I rise, I read a little bit. And then after I read, I get myself a cup of coffee, head on. If I, it depends on what town I'm in. I head on, honestly, there's a Waffle House almost anywhere in the freaking country. That's why America, I love it. But there's a Waffle House within 30 miles of pretty much anywhere you go. I usually try to get a big old breakfast, but most places don't serve breakfast as late as I like eating breakfast, but that's why I love Waffle House. I can get breakfast any damn time of the day I want. And then I'll, I'll walk, I'll sit. You know what I like doing? I like sitting on a bench. No one sits on a bench anymore, Tom. 
mom who sits on a bench and just looks everyone's on their phones everyone's out they're like i'm listening to a podcast or taylor swift's folklore but you know what i like to do i like to sit on a bench and just observe what people are doing making up little stories on who they are you know sometimes i'll like write a story in my head of a family that's just walking be like this is probably what they're doing and then after i've felt to my mind's content i'll go i'll go on a nice walk luckily because i'm a hurricane i can walk across the country pretty quickly and then my main I'll make it back in time for me to go to sleep while reading a book. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read a good book tonight. Do you have a recommendation of a book I should read? Have you read a book lately? I love a damn book. Oh, that's a good question. I'm uh, I'm reading. I've been failing to read, but it's on my to-do list. Master and Margarita. It's a fiction book that got really good reviews. It's, it's an older book, but I'm I'm not very good. How, what's your advice for getting through a book? I'm sure lots of people start books and then stop books. You pick the right one. One time mm. someone told me, if you can't get through the book, life's too short to waste your time on a book that isn't calling for you. You can put a book down if it's not your book. When it's your book, you'll read through it. I read Eat, Pray, Love in one day. One day. One day. One day. Wow. You find that book, honestly, and you'll be good to go so i that's my advice it's just stop trying to read books you don't want to read or clear up your laughs that's taking up the time to spend that time reading because people have said some damn smart stuff make time make Make that time Make that yeah, time. Make that time. And you know what? If, if if I don't know if you had one more question, but you said your advice. Why? What's any advice? The last little tidbits you want to leave, like a phrase that you live by, or it's your sort of. What I say is you get on that that best life highway, and you know what you need to do? You need to stand up because as long as you're driving it, that highway will provide. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Bertha. Wonderful speaking to you and everybody listening. Next time you're driving down that highway, hopefully it's your best life highway. And if you stop at that Waffle House, I hope you have the great experience that I had and find yourself sitting next to Bertha while she's diving into some unbelievable pecan waffles. Thank you, Bertha, so much for talking to me. This is not the last time we'll talk, but the last time we'll talk on the podcast. Thank you so much. Of course, Dan. I just want to again thank Hurricane Bertha for talking with me today and dropping so many unbelievable Bertha truth bombs. And if you want to catch her next, well, you just got to get out on that best life highway. But now, I think it's time we talk the science behind Hurricane Bertha. Time to talk science. Hurricane Bertha is kind of like the story of the little engine that could. It started the way most or a lot of hurricanes start, as a wave of low pressure leaving the coast of West Africa. But its journey across the Atlantic was anything but normal. Now, its track was pretty consistent. It tracked to the west for a little while before turning to the north around the outskirts of a high pressure before getting picked up by a trough of low pressure, like a cold front moving off the east coast that drastically increased its forward speed up into the North Atlantic eventually over to Europe. But it's what it did during that track that makes Hurricane Bertha quite an odd little storm, which is quite interesting because to the vast majority of people, Hurricane Bertha in 2014 doesn't ring any bells. Hurricane Bertha struggled throughout much of its entire life dealing with environmental conditions that aren't necessarily conducive for a hurricane to develop. There's really strong wind shear, for instance. Wind shear refers to the change of wind direction and or speed with height. Basically, hurricanes like it when there's very low wind shear. The thunderstorms have to go straight up and down. Wind shear tilts those thunderstorms. It kind of makes, for lack of a better phrase, a hurricane 
hurricane or a tropical storm, kind of looking disheveled. And wind shear was kind of the name of the game with Hurricane Bertha. It first made landfall across Martinique, looking again generally ragged, then shot through the Mona Passage, which is the area of the water between Hispaniola and Puerto Rico. But still, it wasn't until it actually moved through the Lesser Antilles, it moved north out of the Caribbean Sea and into the Atlantic Ocean, that Finally, the environmental conditions said, hey, Bertha, we'll give you a chance. And Bertha took advantage. Several things happened. At the high levels of the atmosphere, the outflow got stronger. We think of the outflow as the wind pushing away from the storm, just as at the surface level, the air is coming to the dead center of that hurricane. At the top levels of the atmosphere, the air is leaving it. And you can think of kind of increasing the airflow up and out is a good way of strengthening a hurricane. Now, you might think that all come from the bottom. Winds come faster in means a storm gets stronger, right? But you could also increase the strength of a storm by increasing how fast the winds leave the top of the atmosphere. Similarly, Finally, there was decreased wind shear. And lastly, we had a good amount of moisture at the middle levels of the atmosphere, and most importantly, and as well as very importantly, I should say, very high sea surface temperatures, which allowed Bertha to rapidly intensify. Now, I should note one of the issues with Bertha this entire time is that if you looked at Bertha on a satellite picture, you would be thinking, what's going on? It was suffering from the death knell of many a tropical storm in the Atlantic Ocean. That really strong wind shear would push all the thunderstorms away from where the center of the circulation is. Now, winds spin counterclockwise around a low-pressure system. That's how they spin around the hurricane. But Hurricane Ophelia, if you looked at a satellite, you would be able to see these low clouds circling the center of the storm, but there would be no major uh, thunderstorms there. They'd be actually pushed off from it. Finally, though, after it punched through, the storm started coalescing all of that thunderstorm activity over the center of the storm. It wrapped it up, and wind speeds reached 65 miles an hour on August 4th. August 4th is when all all the stuff happened. On August 4th, it reached 65 mile an hour of its wind speed, still a tropical storm. But even then, during the early part of that day, the structural integrity, you could say, of Bertha started to weaken. It started looking ugly again. It had this short period of time, a short window where it was able to strengthen, but then all of a sudden, all of that went away. And it started looking pretty disheveled. Ragged, I think is the word that we tend to use for that. And it looked bad on satellite. However, hurricane hunters found an interesting thing when they actually flew through it. They found that wind speeds had actually intensified to hurricane strength. So Bertha basically reached its peak intensity while it looked completely unlike anything you'd expect to see with a hurricane. In fact, we wouldn't have even known if we just had satellite pictures looking at this, we would not have said it was a hurricane. But those hurricane hunters who flew their aircraft into the storm were able to find hurricane wind speeds. That was the peak of Hurricane Bertha's strength. It continued to weaken throughout the remainder of August 4th and into the early hours of August 5th. Now, it did maintain its hurricane status with this kind of like weird structure where it looked like the center of circulation wasn't exactly tied to the, the areas of convection or thunderstorm activity, but it still kept chugging along. It may never have looked like a hurricane, but it still had the strength of a hurricane. It still persevered. But soon enough, the storm started moving up to the north, weakening got picked up by a front leaving the east coast and steered it to the northeast eventually and it went all the way from nova scotia very quickly and then out into the eastward across the atlantic towards ireland and the uk now it kind of got stuck
stuck in the UK the following day before moving over the North Sea and trying to chilling out for a little bit. But that was kind of it. Bertha was a really unusual storm. It was a storm that just by its picture alone, you would not have thought it was a hurricane, but it constantly proved doubters wrong every single time we got observations of it. In terms of its impacts, it did cause pretty big waves and rip currents along the East Coast. Some minor damage, some flooding along some of the islands of Lesser Antilles and Martinique getting into Hispaniola and the Bahamas. But honestly, its biggest impacts were felt over Europe. Winds gusted to 108 miles an hour, for instance, in the United Kingdom after it transitioned from a hurricane to something that we'd see more likely in the mid-latitudes. It had heavy rainfall and flooding. It shut down roads as well in the UK. And in mainland Europe, it actually caused a small tornado outbreak in parts of Belgium, France, and Germany. But that was really it. We didn't really talk much about it in the United States because it didn't really impact the United States. And even though it was really unique and kind of a storm that was the oddball, it still managed to make it through. We don't really remember it too much in the season of the the Atlantic hurricane season of 2014, but it did exist. And that's something to be said. And that concludes this episode of the Forgotten Storms of the Atlantic. And I promise that I'll keep my eye out for more Forgotten Storms of the Atlantic to find out just how they're doing. But again, if you know some storms that you're curious what they've been up to, let me know. Email me at ForgottenStormsOfTheAtlantic at gmail.com. But until then, remember, even amazing things sometimes are forgotten. I'm Tom DiLiberto, and thanks for listening.